0: Welcome to The Manager Track, the leadership podcast where we help ambitious managers across the ranks become confident and competent leaders people love to work for. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw. My friends, this podcast is about how to navigate negative emotions at work. Now, there are two reasons why I want to talk to you about this today. Number one is I did a training with my leadership circle on EQ last week. And in preparation for the training, I really dug up some of the important research and information that I thought, some of those snippets I want to share with the broader audience, because I think they're so important for everyone to know who is thriving for a successful and fulfilling career and strong relationships. Now, the second reason is personal. Last week, when I sent out an email to announce a new podcast episode to my audience, I made three mistakes. Number one, I sent it on the wrong date. It went out on Monday, where usually I send out those emails on Tuesday. I got slightly annoyed when I realized this was happening. Number two, there was a broken link due to human error in that email. Human error means it was my mistake. A lot of readers responded back and said sounds great but link doesn't work. Okay I immediately reacted. Now if you followed me on social media you might know that I'm currently in Switzerland visiting my family and friends. also staying with my parents in their house, which is wonderful, but sometimes creates a little bit of chaos. Now, there was a moment when I realized I'm getting these emails. The link is broken. My kids were starving, wanted me to make food. My four-year-old started to whine and cry and call for me. And I knew I had to just quickly send out an updated link to this email. So I thought, Well, this can't be so hard. It's going to take me a minute to correct the link, double check the link, send a two line email out to my newsletter audience to let them know that this is the corrected link. Well, it all sounded like a great idea and very much matches my personality type of go, 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 get things done, get them done fast, see results right away. That's something that I know I'm prone to. But this is a strength that has helped me tremendously in my career, in my business, and in getting stuff done. But when we overdo a strength, it can easily turn into a weakness or a liability. And in that case, it totally did. So while I double-checked the link, I sent out the email with two typos. And the first one was right up front, first word in the subject line. When I noticed this mistake... I got into a loop of negative emotions. I called my husband and I said, this is just so frustrating. I wanted to get it done and I wanted to attend to my kids and I want to do it right and I want to serve. It all came from good intentions, but the impact on other people and the perception I left behind on my work and my work quality was not what I wanted. And that was upsetting. So I wanted to take this personal experience and also bring this to you through this podcast episode, because regardless of how good we are and regardless how much we rock and nail our job, there are moments in time when something happens, be this with our work, like what example I just described. Or in a relationship where something is frustrating us, where we think our intention did not match the impact it left behind on the other person, the perception, the work, and that can trigger and stir up negative emotions, which is all good. Those negative emotions are actually signals. And this is what I want to talk about. When we walk away from those negative emotions and we don't feel them, we're not taking in the learning. I often say we have to look at the wound in order to figure out what the diagnosis is and in order to heal the wound and get better. So when clients, for example, come to me with a challenge that they're facing, we're never jumping into solutions right away. We're always exploring that past situation. We're reflecting on what happened. We're looking at that wound even if it hurts. So that we walk away stronger. Now, in my case, I needed to feel the disappointment I had on myself. I needed to feel the annoyance, the frustration about me rushing it. My husband calls it in a loving manner I'm bam bamming it. I just bam bammed it. Just had to get it done, but didn't spend the extra 20 seconds to proofread my email. I did proofread uh, double-check the link, but not proofread the email. And I bam-bammed it. And it was frustrating. And that was the issue. Now, I could have just said, no big deal. Not many people unsubscribe from my newsletter. And in a year, I won't even remember this. Gosh, maybe in a month, I won't even remember this. We've got way bigger issues at hand. No one will care. I could have said that and got myself out of the negative emotion fairly quickly, I bet. But that's not helping. I had to actually feel it. I had to look at it. I had to realize that my approach of bam bam bam, in that moment created this situation. And I want to do whatever it takes to prevent this going forward. Will I be successful at all times? Probably not. Will I get better? Absolutely. And even if this is 1% at a time, if this is 20% at a time... It will help me grow and get stronger in this area. So first lesson here is we have to look at it and we have to feel the pain in order to get the most learning out of the situation. Don't just swipe it under the carpet. Don't just move on. Pretend like it wasn't there or pretend like it wasn't bad or tell yourself it's not okay to feel negative emotions that you shouldn't. You should be stronger. You should be better. You should be more resilient. That's not the goal. Navigating negative emotions doesn't mean to pretend they're not there. Now, the second message here is that even though I felt frustrated and sad and disappointed, it doesn't mean I have to react out of this. Yes, I can sit on the couch and be like, ah, this is annoying, right? And I'm angry and I'm frustrated, but I didn't act out of this. I knew I had to feel it. I gave myself 5-10 minutes to feel this and then I stepped out of it and I got back into action mode and thought of solutions. It was in that moment that I said, this is a message that applies to people that I work with as well. On a daily basis almost, I'm in conversation with a client who tells me about something that they screwed up on, something that they messed up. And so I realize, like, oh gosh, the situation completely relates with the people that I work with. And I want to share out of my own experience what it means to effectively navigate negative emotions. Now, am I always perfect? Absolutely not. We're all humans. But my guiding lights here are number one, to feel it, to look at the wound and number two, not to react because of the emotions, but to wait until I've calmed down or to actively calm myself down. And we'll get to some of the tips on how to do those in a few minutes and then to figure out the next steps. There's also this concept called emotional transparency. So imagine you were in a meeting room and someone else takes credit for an idea that you brought up in the last meeting in a separate meeting. Maybe it was a brainstorming meeting. It was your idea Now someone else is presenting it as theirs. I bet you feel angry or frustrated or annoyed. Now, you could get frustrated in a moment, start rolling your eyes or get loud or or, or snap or walk out, shake your head or do something else that's demonstrating to others. Oh, Suzanne is angry. Or you could be transparent about your emotion, not to hide it, but also not to act it out. You could simply pull that person aside after the meeting or react as appropriate in the meeting, but not by acting out your emotion, but by in a calm and confident tone, tell the other person that, you're, that this either doesn't sit well with you or that you're actually feeling frustrated because this idea was something that came up in a prior brainstorming meeting and that both of you know that this was your idea and your fault. Credit for the idea was just taken away. There is a difference between acting it out and acting calm, but speaking about it confidently and calmly how you feel and describing your feelings. So that's as a quick side note, the difference, what we call emotional transparency. So when we're able to calmly speak back, reflect, think logically, that's when We're in a place to communicate that's also in a place when we're uh, able to think about and then initiate next steps. When we're in negative emotion, that stage, we're not able to see clearly and respond with empathy, curiosity, creativity, or even laser-focused action. We're not because the area in our brain that's lit up when we're feeling emotions, the limbic system, is not the same as the one that thinks logically and that rations two different areas in your brain. Now, people with a high EQ, they have, as an analogy, sort of a highway between the two areas, right? The area where they feel and the area where we think. People with a low EQ, that's a fairly rocky path. It takes a while for information to flow from the limbic system, the feeling system to the thinking system, and from the thinking system to the feeling system. So when there is a highway between the two areas, we're quickly able to feel and experience, but also perceive and manage our own emotions, and then move into the thinking phase where we can ration and realize where we can ration our different choices and think about solutions. Now, let me toss in a few statistics about importance of EQ, because at this point you might think, "Okay, great. It's wonderful if you can articulate your feelings, but so what? I just get a lot of stuff done and I'm good at what I do. So this is not necessarily for me. Hold on, I would say, because if you look at research, and this is research I'm quoting by Travis Bradbury, who is an expert in EQ and has done tons and tons of research on thousands of hundreds of thousands of people. So three data points I want to share with you. Number one is EQ is responsible for 58% of your job performance. 58% has to do with EQ and not your hard skills. Yeah, as a quick, as a, as a, as a slightly challenging question: How much time do you invest in your hard skills, learning new technical skills, getting better at the what you do, and how little time do you invest in your EQ and your soft skills, relationship building, emotional awareness, um, communication? Right. Yet, for most people. The investment in soft skills and EQ is way lower. In fact, it's around 10% of their learning effort goes in this area. Yet, 58% of someone's child performance relates back to EQ. The second stat that I want to share with you is that 90% of top performers have a higher EQ compared to their lower parts. So there is a clear correlation between performance and EQ. The third statistic relates to salary. People with high EQ make on average $29,000 more per year than people with lower EQ. Now, any other factors such as education and skill level and experience is all removed. So this is related strictly to the EQ. Now, think about that. You're listening to this podcast because you're ambitious and because you want to be a leader. This is clear cut investing time, energy, and effort into developing your EQ is critically important. And EQ means that you're able to identify your own emotions, manage your own identif- um uh, and manage your own emotions, but also to identify and perceive other people's emotions and then manage relationships and respond well with empathy and compassion to other people's emotions. So that is what entails EQ. But this episode is not about EQ in itself. This is about helping you navigate negative emotions at work. So, so far we covered two things. Number one, look at the wound. Don't just swipe it under the carpet. Actually feel the feelings. Look at what happened and where you took responsibility. All the areas that you could have can control what was on you. Look for as much responsibility as you possibly can, even if it hurts and is uncomfortable. Feeling it is what will help you take the learning lesson out of it and get better going forward. Number two now is, do it, but then get out of it before you react. Because remember, the area where we feel is not the area where we think. And so you want to get back to a place where you can actually think well before you make a response. Otherwise, what happens is that we regret our actions, we regret our words, and have to go back, course correct. And that usually takes way more time, and some of the trust may have already been eroded. And trust is something that's really hard to regain. To bring it to the point, the biggest derailer is the emotional hijack. That means that we're stuck in a negative emotion, in the feeling area, and we're acting in that moment. We might get loud, frustrated, annoyed. We respond to emails with a tone that we would usually not. We may snap. We may send angry messages, we may stop doing our work, we may get completely distracted, unproductive, and so forth, right? So these are the typical things that we do when we're stuck in the emotions. And there's always a cost to it, because it's never the smartest choice. It's never the smartest choice, simply because your thinking brain wasn't active when you were making that choice. So now you may think, okay, nice and good, Ramona, I got it. But what can I do to help me get out of that emotion? Because I don't have all day or even days to just sit there and not act. Don't you worry, we got you covered. So here are six ways to help you mitigate the hijacking or even prevent getting hijacked by your emotions. Number one is to pretend like you're a fog. Yes, f chi. Why is the reason why is because when you throw a rock into fog, it sort of looks like a wall, but nothing happens. It goes right through. So when you're in a meeting and you notice you're feeling triggered about something, you can actually think of yourself as the fog. It just comes at you, goes right through you, right? So you're not reacting in that moment. Especially, this is especially helpful if you're being attacked by someone else who is emotional. So when another person is emotional, it's not about us. We don't have to get ourselves to the same level. We don't have to uh, react emotionally in that moment. So if your boss starts screaming or someone else in the company starts yelling or just being demeaning and you feel angry... pretend like you're the fog, (laughs) let that thing come at you. This is more about the other person who's acting out than about you. And that is a strategy that can help and prevent you from being hijacked by your own emotions and then reacting back as a result of it. When you're in a negative emotion though, and when you feel this might be because something that you did or something that you had control over, responsibility for, strategy is to splash cold water in your face. I used to always laugh when someone said that because I thought, wait a second, this idea must come from a man who's never put on makeup. Why would I, in the middle of the day, go in the bathroom and put cold water on my face? There is no good reason for that and I would have to do my makeup again and that is just more frustrating than anything else. But... Especially now with working at home, this can actually be a really effective um, strategy because what happens is that our parasympathetic nervous system gets activated, which helps us calm down. So either taking ice, a, bun- a bowl of ice and putting your head in it for a little bit or splashing cold water in your face can help you calm down and feel less emotional afterwards Again, it's not meant for you to not feel anything. It's meant for you to get out of it so that you can transition into the action mode. If you feel like you're stuck in the emotion and you can't really focus on your work anymore, a great idea is to boost your heart rate. So if you want to either do jumping jacks, now that we're working at home, you can turn on a quick YouTube video. You can go for a brisk walk around the block. You can go for a run, something where you boost your heart rate. That again helps with your nervous system and helps you calm down. If you're in a meeting and you're feeling like you need to have a quick solution that's instantaneous or you're between meetings and you need to quickly switch back into a less emotional stage, taking deep breath is going to be your answer. So if something happens in my life right before I get on a coaching call. I have a quick routine that I know will take me no longer than one minute, but gets me back into a place where I can be 100% focused and on my A-game to serve my client. And that includes deep breathing, right? So putting your hands on your stomach and taking deep breath in, filling your stomach, then filling your lungs, then emptying your lungs, and then emptying your stomach, There are different breathing techniques. If you have a specific breathing tactic, go for it. But this is what works best for me. So I'm breathing into my stomach and then into my chest. And then I'm emptying my chest and then I'm emptying my stomach. I take about five really deep breaths and that instantaneously calms me down. So speaking of breathing... Research is also absolutely clear that meditating will help you regulate your emotions and deal with stress and tension better. So if stress management is something that's top of mind for you, meditation is so worth the investment. Yes, it's not a quick fix. It's a long-term solution. And for most people, it's something that they do for a lifetime. So it's a bit of a lifestyle choice. But it's proven research and studies over and over again how big the, the positive impact is on stress management and your ability to regain calmness and control after feeling emotions. The sixth tip that I want to share with you is more preventative. What I mean is how can I prepare myself when I walk into a conversation or scenario where I know this is going to be emotional and I need to maintain control at least during that time. The practice in a situation like this, you could adopt an alter ego. The alter ego is something is a role, a persona, maybe a real life persona. Um, if we think of emotions, maybe it's the Iron Lady, Margaret Thatcher. If you have to walk into a negotiation, and if you're soaking in Margaret Thatcher prior to that meeting, and you're sort of trying to figure out how was she and how did she act, and you're building an, a bit of an emotional relationship with her, with this persona, and then you walk in the room and you. Pretend and visualize that you are her. You will act more calm and steady, and probably speak more confidently than if you didn't. And as your normal self, you have more challenges with it. So the alter ego is something that a lot of performers and athletes, but also in the business world, a lot of people use as a tactic to embody certain traits of specific personas in specific situations. So this is more preventative, right? Walking into a salary negotiation where you feel like, oh, God, I want to make sure that I'm not getting triggered. I want to clearly think through the entire conversation. I want to stay curious. I want to stay confident and calm throughout the entire conversation. I got to be at my A-game. I can't be triggered by emotions and get distracted that way. Then, what is a persona that embodies exactly those traits that you know of that you could pretend you are? Once you find that persona, and don't look far, right? could be your uncle, it could be your aunt, could be your mom, your dad, your brother, your friend. It could be a more famous persona or per- politician or performer or even athlete. Then read up on this person a little bit, watch some of their videos, get to know them a little better so that you can really absorb who they are and how they think and how they act. And then when you walk into that room, you're pretending like you're being that person. You're putting on that alter ego. Highly effective as a preventative measure. So these are six strategies. Some are reactive, some are long-term, some are short-term, some are preventative, that it will help you mitigate. Or prevent the emotional hijacking, which is the one thing that prevents you from seeing clearly, thinking clearly, and respond with empathy, curiosity, creativity, and then turn into laser-focused action. Now, I hope that one of these, one or more of these six strategies that I just shared, resonated with you. Take some notes and then reflect on how you want to implement them in your life. Remember, it's all about taking the insight and turning them into action right away. Knowing by itself is not good enough. So regardless of where you're listening to this podcast, stop or send yourself a quick message or reminder about what you want to do after you've just spent time listening and absorbing this information. It's all about making commitment, turning it into action. Be this around the six strategies or the two messages that I shared up front about looking at the wound, actually feeling your feelings, and then acting only once you're getting yourself out of that emotional state when your thinking brain is activated again and able to think and see clearly. Now, if you enjoyed this episode and you got some valuable information out of it, I would so appreciate if you click quickly tap on the review button on your podcast. It takes no more than two to five seconds to get that done, but it would mean the world to me and it would help more people just like you find this content and gain insights from this information that will help them in their careers as well. Thank you so much for being part of my orbit, part of this movement in the new generation of leaders who lead with their head and their hearts to take over the business world. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you next week. If you love this show, then you'll love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.